As many of you know, on Friday, someone hacked my phone and sent a fake message to our entire church community asking for gift cards. It was a scam. And many of you on Friday and yesterday reached out to me to ask about the message and I apologized for such a terrible crime being committed in my name. And one of you, vestry member Ada Okezi, put it so well when she remarked, Satan is a liar. <laughs> and someone else wrote something equally eloquent. We have many scoundrels in this sinful world. And we do have many scoundrels in this world. And the scoundrels were busy on Friday. <laughs> and sometimes you can feel beset by tragedy that tracks as evil, nothing short of evil in situations even much, much worse than data scams. The lives of families in war-torn countries. At this moment, the lives of families deposited by the busload at Union Station right here in Los Angeles, coming from Colombia and Peru and El Salvador and Mexico and Venezuela, looking for safety and finding fear and confusion instead. And we all know about the personal disappointments and betrayals that can feel sometimes like evil threading its way through our own lives. As long as humans have lived on this earth, we have tried to understand why terrible and senseless things happen and also why we ourselves sometimes contribute to the terrible things that happen. And of course, I turn to the group of philosophers, otherwise known as the fifth graders in my religion class at St. James. <laughs> we were talking on Friday also about God making covenant after covenant with humanity and how humans always broke them. And one fifth grade girl shook her head wearily and said, why did God make deals with God's people if God knew we were gonna break them? <laughs> and there was a hush in the class as everyone mulled over this deep and scholarly query. <laughs> And it got me thinking that maybe God made covenants, or one of the reason that, reasons that God saw God's way clear to make covenants is because God knew that angels could help us, knew that we could be helped through the activity and agency of angels. And I love this day, each year, the Feast of St. Michael and all angels because we really get to talk about angels and today I want to say how much I admire our friends in the Orthodox tradition of Christianity our Orthodox friends have a much better name for today they call today the synaxis of the chief of the heavenly hosts 
Arch Archangel Michael and the other heavenly bodiless powers. To me, that's an elegant mouthful. <laughs> and I like that definition of angels too, as heavenly bodiless powers. And you know how the Catholic Church split in two in the 1000s and the Eastern Orthodox tradition went one way and the Western Roman Catholic tradition went the other way and sadly this left our two, our two families as strangers in many ways and, 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 and it's almost as if we are children who were separated at birth and raised in other families. And we developed differently. And, and one developmental difference is that the Orthodox Church has, in my opinion, done a better job of paying attention to the almost 300 references to angels in Scripture. They have such a lot to say about angels. And what follows is some of what they say via the Orthodox Church in America. They talk about the nine ranks of angels. I won't go into that except to say that it culminates at the level of archangel. And archangels are messengers of great and wonderful tidings who reveal prophecies and the mysteries of faith and help people know the will of God. And then there are many, many, many other kinds of angels, but then <laughs> at the bottom of the hierarchy are just plain angels. And they're not, they're not as fancy as all the other ones. They're the lowest. And they are the ones that stick closest to us here on earth. And we're told that they reveal the lesser mysteries of God. I don't know what those lesser mysteries are, but they guide us to live good and virtuous lives. They lift up those who fall and they never abandon us. And St. Gregory, for his part, described angels so beautifully as a second light an effusion or participation in God, in the primal light. One last description, this one from St. John of Damascus. An angel, then, is a noetical thinking, essence, perpetually in motion, with a free will, incorporeal, nobody per se, subject to God, having obtained by grace an immortal nature, the creator alone knows the form and limitation of its essence. I love the mystery and wonder of those words and of this idea of angels as basically energy of God. And the idea that this celestial energy of God moves through the world everywhere at all times, working, guiding, healing for the sake of us and our well-being. Led by none other than the chief commander, Michael, whose name in Hebrew means who is like God. And how about this gorgeous short hymn to Michael? from the Orthodox tradition. They sing, and I'm going to say, Commander of the heavenly hosts, we beseech you by your prayers, encompass us beneath the wings of your immaterial glory and faithfully preserve us who fall down and cry to you. Deliver us from all harm, for you 
are the commander of the powers on high. Fantastic, I think. And it makes me wonder, why in the world, with this rich angel history and scripture and worship and, and the universe of wonders that we have, we in the Western Christian tradition have shied away from angels. Not in music so much. They're captured in song and you hear, you'll hear them, you'll hear them in so much of the music this morning, but in what we say and how we understand them in our, in our faith lives, at least on this day, we truly celebrate their divine energy and power. And we celebrate it in, in three stories about angels, two stories from scripture featuring angels, and one, and a, one more that stars angels. So let's start with the starring role first, the passage that you heard Canon John read from Revelation begins with this amazingly epic sentence, war broke out in heaven. The devil, aided by other angels taking his side, leads a revolt, angel battles angel, until Satan in the form of a dragon is thrown out of heaven and falls down to the earth along with his angel accomplices. Good news, heaven is safe, bad news, evil stalks the earth. We know. We know how this story captures the feeling that we get of earth as populated both by incredibly loving energy and by very destructive energy also. So this story captures the truth of how we can feel simultaneously loved and protected and imperiled. Scrolling back to the first lesson you heard this morning, incredibly read by you, Eduardo. Incredibly read. From Genesis, we hear the amazing story of Jacob on the run, falling asleep on the trail where he, quote, dreams that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven and the angels of God ascending and descending on it. This image of angel activity and industry and of the earth basically as a kind of a giant factory where angels clock in and clock out as they care for us humans in all the ways that we so desperately need their care. What a vision of celestial protection. Okay, so far, a story about angels fighting the devil in heaven, and then a story about angels in their ongoing work day in and day out, up and down the ladder, caring for us, guiding us, protecting us. And finally, the gospel passage from today. The story, and it seems a little anticlimactic after all that angel activity, of Jesus meeting Nathaniel on the surface. A simple moment when two people meet, not nearly as exciting as armies of angels or angel workers, no clashing, no battles, just Jesus meeting Nathaniel and basically saying to Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. No big deal, right? Jesus sensed that Nathaniel would join him and saw it before it happened in a way. But 
Nathaniel is astounded. <laughs> and he says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered, you will see far greater things than this. Very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Jesus brings us back to that image from Genesis of ceaseless up and down angel activity tied now to him, to new hope, to a new way. And for me, the most beautiful part of this image, Jesus saying, Nathaniel, you will see. You will see. Follow me and you will come to see and believe more. You will come to see and sense and believe in the in the relentless love and energy and activity that God sends into our world, you'll feel, you'll feel how the earth is populated by, call them beings, call them energy, call them light, populated by angels. And these energies, these angels, want to help us. And today we honor St. Michael and all angels and how their energy has existed even before our faith history began, how it has continued down through time, and how it hovers over all our lives even now. And we hear it in the voices, in the angel energy of the choir of St. James back today, praise God. We barely made it through a summer without you. <laughs> and we feel it in all the ways that we come together as a community, as a family, as followers of Jesus. And so, as you go about your day, turn your heart and mind and soul to the prospect of angels and of their limitless beauty and light. Divine love poured out for you. Yes, Satan is a liar and we are surrounded by angels protecting us protecting you night and day. Amen.